Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I am an exercise physiologist. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Today's topic is part two of what fiber type are you? And I'm going to get into how to figure that out, what type of fiber you are mostly, and then how to train with that. Before I get into that, I want to thank our first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at thegildengroup.com. They're really awesome. They're going to go out there. They're going to hustle for you. They're going to help you do what you need. You know, I've been in a position before where I've hired real estate agents, and uh, it was pretty easy for them to get a lot of looks at the house and even sell the house, but finding what I need was a different story, and that's where you really need your hustlers, and that's where I vouch for Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They're absolutely phenomenal. Check them out at thegildengroup.com. All right, so back to the topic at hand. Muscle fiber type distribution. Just in case you didn't listen yesterday, I'll go into a little bit of history on them really quick because, again, I did a lot on explaining what they were. But there are two major types, fast twitch, which we call type 2, and slow twitch, which we call type 1. And then there is type 2A, which are the intermediate fibers, and they are part of the fast twitch family. And like they sound, they basically are in the in-between of the slow twitch and the fast twitch. Slow twitch fibers are responsible for endurance, so like you're walking you're jogging, you're running, things like that, as long as the pace stays relatively comfortable. Fast twitch fibers are responsible for strength, speed, quick bursts, and things like that. The benefits to fast twitch muscle fiber distribution is you'll have more speed, you'll have more quickness, you have more strength. I should say that's what they have. The downside to them is they fatigue quickly. Slow twitch fibers are the opposite. The benefits are they have a lot of endurance, they are hard to fatigue, and uh, the downside is though they're not overly uh, strong. You, they, they don't do the quick things, they don't do the fast things, but they're fatigue resistance. You need both obviously. I mean there are things we need to be able to explode and do quickly and with a lot of strength and there are things we need to um, be able to maintain and hold a lot of endurance for. So essentially that is what muscle fiber types are. Now you're born with what you have and even though there is some newer controversies regarding whether they can be changed or not, for the most part we've always believed that they couldn't. You have what you have genetically. Um, now the intermediate fibers can be changed a little bit. They're the type 2As. And pretty much, you know, they're, they're kind of like your waffling politicians. They pretty much will go in the direction of what you're doing. So if you're doing more endurance stuff, then they're going to develop more in the way of type 1 fibers. If you're doing more strength stuff, they're going to develop more in the way of the type 2 fibers. So the intermediate fibers, even though they don't really change their distribution per se, they do tend to mimic more of what you do. So if you're trying to train one direction versus the other, and you're genetically more one way, 
then it would make sense that the more activity that you do is going to benefit you for that reason. So that's like the method to the madness behind that, which is why one of the reasons why always following the principle of specificity is important, which means train exactly as you want to be changed. All right. So they're genetic. Another thing regarding genetics is the fact that they're different in different parts of your body. Now, even though you may be made up more of one type than the other, everybody has a different distribution in different muscles. For example, according to statistics, there are more slow twitch muscle fibers in your shins and in your abdominal region than anywhere else in your body, which makes sense, right? Because number one, the shin muscles, which are the anterior tibialis and posterior tibialis muscles, are responsible for being able to stand and maintain your body posture regarding your lower legs. So they have to have a lot of endurance, right? I mean, you're standing up a lot. And it would make sense that your abdominal muscles would also be made up more of slow twitch muscle fiber because they're responsible for keeping your spine up all day long. So, you know, that just doesn't happen because of the bony structures. I think people think that sometimes, you know, that the spine is bony, so it's going to hold you upright. Well, I think we know well enough by now that that is not true, that it's the muscles that maintain your posture. So we take them for granted a little bit, especially those abdominal, the, the anterior, what I call the transverse abdominal muscles, which really are responsible for holding your spine straight. They're mostly slow twitch muscle fiber because they have to hold your spine up all day. That's a long time, you know, that's a lot of endurance right there. And another little method to the madness point is that might be why, well, it not might be why, that absolutely is why when you're doing abdominal work, you feel like you can do rep after rep after rep, and it takes a really high amount of reps before you actually start feeling it. That's because it's not made up of hardly any fast twitch muscle fibers that are going to get stronger and then fatigue quickly. They're made up, again, of slow twitch muscle fiber because the whole property is endurance and fatigue slowly. So that's another reason why that, that happens and some of the abdominal work you do seemingly takes forever. Um, that's a whole other issue whether we even need to be doing that much. But the point is it's made up mostly of slow twitch muscle fiber. Now the quads and calves typically have a lot of fast twitch muscle fiber. And if you've ever done leg extensions and right away you start saying, oh man, I'm feeling this already. Well, you know, that's pretty much because, and that's not a bad thing, the fast twitch muscle fibers are in your quadriceps mostly and they're fatiguing kind of quickly. They're also very strong and powerful, as can be the calf muscles, as the pecs, the pectoralis major and minor, which are the chest muscles, are made up mostly of fast twitch muscle fiber. Now, when I say mostly, again, it depends on what your fiber type is. Are you more slow? Are you more fast? Or are you somewhere in the middle? All right, so that's the next point I hope I covered fairly well, which is that yes, they're genetic and it's also depends on what part of the body where you have a greater percentage. It's not like your, let's say you're 60% fast twitch and 40% slow twitch. So it's not like that ratio carries out all the way throughout your body. That's not going to be the case. That might be how you 
rounds out to be on an average, but there's going to be different parts of your body that has more or less. All right. Genetic cannot change muscle fiber type distribution. Now, what percentage are you? The only way to really know absolutely is to get a muscle biopsy. That's where they literally go into the muscle and biopsy it. Now, two things on that, maybe three. One, I don't know anybody personally that's ever done it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Two, why would you do it? I mean, there are ways to kind of figure it out pretty well. I mean, you'd have to be really, I don't even know if I'd say you have to be a super, super elite athlete to do it because they're going to know anyway. And what's it going to change? I mean, knowing is, is maybe interesting and it will help you learn how to train. But again, there's easier ways to kind of get a really good idea of how to do it. Um, so why? Why would you do it? Um, and, and that's it. There's three reasons as to why. It's just uh, I don't know anybody that's done it and I don't know why you would want to do it. Maybe just a curious researcher type could be the only type that I would think would really want to know. I've known some really elite athletes and they've never told me they got muscle biopsies. Um, but that's the only way to know for sure. There's the next two. There's um, one that's kind of commonsensical, and then there's one that's pretty low-tech way to do it, but it's a pretty good assessment. Common sense is if you understand what the fiber types are, then you have a pretty good idea of what you are. If you've played any sports, if you've worked out at all, if you've done any cardio activities, you kind of know what you gravitate towards more. Like if you go to a workout class of sorts, maybe it be a boot camp or CrossFit or, or like a HIT workout like I used to do here at my facility. Well, are you better at sprints or are you better as the distance goes? Are you, are you more of the turtle or are you more of the hare? Like maybe you're not going super fast, but what you can do, you can maintain for a long period of time. So if you're if you're the latter if you can maintain that for the longer period of time but there's people that are killing you when it comes to sprints you're probably unless you're really holding back or unless there's other reasons you know that we don't know you're probably more of a slow twitcher in other words the reasons might be motivation maybe you just don't want to go that hard or whatever so we got to compare apples to apples so giving your best efforts in all of what you're doing. If you're giving your best effort in a, say, 100-meter sprint and giving your best effort in a mile, which are you better at? If you're better at the 100 meters compared to your peers, you're probably more of a fast twitcher. If you're better at the mile or longer, you're probably more of a slow twitcher. By the way, the um, just for uh, accuracy's sake, the mile is considered more of a middle distance event, and it's actually 50-50 uh, 
as far as what muscle fibers are used. Believe it or not, there's a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers used in a um, mile, 50-50 as a matter of fact, 50% of that individual. So, um, you know, both parties can probably do pretty well in the mile, whether you're a fast twitcher or a slow twitcher. There's so many other variables that determine winners and determine fitness and determine all these things. So don't let slow twitch, fast twitch be like the determining factor as far as like, should you be a power lifter, a uh, hundred meter sprinter versus a 5k or, or even a marathoner? No, don't let that be the reason why you pick one or the other because you can do both and most likely you're, you're pretty 50-50 anyway. So it's just, you know, for, for the sake of being interesting and learning a little more about physiology so you can make good determinations into your training is why I like to cover this. Another way you can kind of know from a commonsensical point is when you go to the gym, I mean, are you strong? You know, have you always been pretty strong? Like if you're a guy has, and you're going through high school and all that, have you always had a pretty good bench press? Um, did you play football? Did you play basketball? Those would be more like fast twitch things. Were you more cross country? Um, did, were you not very strong, but you can go all day? You had a lot of endurance. You know, that's another way to tell what you are is basically what were your favorite activities in the gym and then the sports you picked. So those are kind of like the common sense ways. I mean, I think you can almost look at somebody and get a good idea not always, but get a, a pretty solid idea of what they are. So, and then the third way you can find out, so muscle biopsy, second is common sense, third is little tests you can do. You can actually do it in the gym. So let's say that you take an exercise that's predominantly a, um, a fast twitch dominant exercise. So like a leg extension, a chest press, you know, whatever something that requires a lot of muscle. If you go to failure with, well, you have to use uh, a good weight to go to failure, but if you go to failure, say with 12 reps, go to failure with 12 reps, you know, determine what your load was and, and really work hard and then rest one minute, okay? Rest one minute. This is just a little test you can do anywhere. Keep the same load on. If in one minute, and again, there's so many ifs, that's why I kind of hesitate. So you have to understand, like you have to compare apples to apples. You really have to go to failure on this set for there to be any accuracy in it at all. But if you go to failure at 12 reps, and then you rest one minute and you do the exact same thing again, if you can't get eight repetitions in the same form, you can't like, okay, first time go real slow, second time whip through them. No, you got to compare apples to apples. But if you can't do eight reps the next time you attempt it, you're probably more fast twitch. You probably also used more weight than the person who tested as a slow twitcher too. So remember the trade-off. So you can use more resistance, load, but you also fatigue quicker. If you got like between 8 and 12, then you're kind of in between your, your medium, which isn't so bad. If you got more than 12, you're probably more of a slow twitcher. So that's a pretty good ballpark way to figure it out. You can test different areas. But, you know, I've done that with people just to see, and I'm usually right. 
You know, there are people you train or I've trained through the years. It's like they can just keep going and going and going. And you think they're only going to get 12 reps, but they keep going. It's like 15, 16, 17, 18. You're like, oh, well, this is clearly too light. And then you give them a sufficient rest in between sets, 30 seconds, whatever, and increase it just by five pounds, and they can barely do any. And it's like, whoa. And, you know, you think they're they're holding back on you and all this, but it's like reality is they're slow twitchers. Like you add a little bit more load and it does them in. And then you can have the opposite scenario where like you just keep adding load and, and to a fast twitcher and they're able to do it, but then you try to extend their reps and they can't. It's like we call it kind of like shitting the bed. It's like, oh, man, like you just went from three to like, like nothing it's like boom they're done and you're literally pulling the weight off of them it kind of sucks the spot of pure fast twitcher because once they're done they're done there's like nothing left and you're literally pulling the weight off them where a slow twitcher never you know they, they never really lost it completely so they're easier to spot i'm not saying i'd rather train slow twitchers it's just kind of a funny observation i made now a little bit more on this before we wrap it up so you might be wondering well isn't it great to be medium well, the answer is yes and no. I mean, if you're medium, you're jack of all trades. You can do a lot of different things. But the elite athletes are going to be one more than the other predominantly. You know, the super elites are going to be like 90-10 percentage-wise. So the super elites, we're talking like the pros or the Olympic hopefuls, you know, depending on the sport. Because some sports, there's really no sense in turning pro. There's no money, you know, like swimming. Well, I mean, the Olympics, but... We know that's mostly amateur and some of them get great sponsorships, but it's not like making the NBA or playing football, making the NFL, making Major League Baseball and all that. So, you know, they're elites too. those more of the individual sports, you know, at the elite level, the Olympians and people like that. So whatever. But the the elite athletes, whether they be super high level amateur that are at the Olympic level or professional they're going to be like 90-10, 90% one direction, 10% the other. So an elite marathoner is going to be like 90% slow twitch muscle fiber distribution, 10% fast. They don't need a lot of kick. A elite 5Ker is going to be like 80%, 20%, so 80% slow twitch, 20% fast twitch. So it's funny sometimes when you listen to people describe that that don't understand science very well, they'll say, like they call it a, a sprint triathlon, and I just did it because it's the name, but a sprint triathlon. So that's like indicative of sprinting. It's like, no. <laughs> like at best, there's 20% fast twitch muscle fiber distribution, especially on the running portion. And different sports have different distributions. Like fast twitchers tend to do a little bit better in cycling than they do running because it takes more power to push the pedals. So you know, there's different sports, but, you know, when you're comparing apples to apples, comparing like running, you know, different running races, the 5K being one of the shortest as far as competitions go outside of the mile they do in amateur sport, um, you're still like 80-20. So it, in NFL linebackers, NFL running backs, NFL wide receivers, NBA ball players are like the opposite, 90% fast twitch muscle fiber, 10% slow. So like they can run up and down the court and sprints and knock you on your ass as they're going for a rebound. And they might be the most elite looking athletes you've ever seen, which they are. I mean, you know, NBA ball players, the, the top notch ones, man, those guys are in shape, right? 
but like some average ham and egger could probably beat them in a 5k if they have even 50 50 muscle fiber type and they're roughly the same weight which is hard because nba ball players probably weigh a whole lot too even though they might only be four or five percent body fat so so really now the you know it depends if, if your goal is being an elite athlete you 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 gotta have to really have that genetically strong fiber type in one direction that's one of the genetic things if your goal is to be all around pretty good then yeah so like everything there is no right or wrong it's just you know the way it is with that um, understanding where you are is important because then you can really train it then you can train where you should be if you know you're more of a fast twitcher then you know you're going to need a little bit more recovery time but if you are going to do endurance events then you're going to want to cut that recovery time because basically you're trying to train everything in you that is trainable to act with more endurance so one of the best things you can do is do longer repeats with shorter recovery times in other words go against what you're comfortable with that's always the key to getting better at anything so you go against it you're not going to want to start yet you're going to feel like you haven't recovered yet that's the best time for you to go that's if you're a fast twitcher you need to go in the opposite direction of what you want to do same with the slow twitcher like getting them to rest is hard they'll be like you know you know okay no i'm ready in 10 seconds it's like but dude you haven't used hardly any load you know rest so we can increase again they're not going to be overly strong but you're 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 going to want them to at least be as much recovered as possible so they can do the best they can so you know that's the other side of it is forcing people out of their comfort zone and it's funny you think well don't they like that it's like no it's funny they're like they want to go right now you almost have to like grab them and say rest or during their recovery if they're doing what we call fartlicks on the road where you run hard and then jog easy they're pushing the recovery pace too fast because maybe they're training with people faster than them maybe either fitness wise or more fast switch muscle fiber type they're trying to keep up with them but they can't and so then they rush the rest time to kind of like let their ego catch up and it's like well yeah you're good at recovery but <laughs> slow down so you can push when you're supposed to so essentially to, to really simplify it there go against what's comfortable for you with your fiber type go against it if you're a fast twitcher cut your recovery in half do less and keep your intervals longer if you're a slow twitcher recover longer and push harder you know you have to go against the grain to push your limits to make yourself better because you cannot beat your genetics nor should you try that's silly you know if you put all your energy into controlling what you can i promise you you're going to be the best athlete you can be so that's one of the tricks to do it right there all right now it is time to thank our second sponsor the istanbul turkish mediterranean cuisine you people know i love salads i love vegetarian dishes they're absolutely phenomenal please give them a visit they're in ormond beach they're in our backyard if you live here and if you don't live here we'll call them and have them delivered to you they can be reached at 386-492-7100 until next time be max fit and be max well <laughs>